Hey, this is Eric, and welcome to the Control-Alt-Achieve EdTech Links of the Week for January 15th, 2024. This is the show where I share educational technology links, resources, and news that I've come across in the last week, as well as any new posts and updates from my blog. This week, I have three resources to share from around the internet and two updates from my blog. As always, you can access all of these links as well as resources from previous weeks at bit.ly slash CAA links. All right, let's get started with links from around the internet. All right, so the first resource we're going to look at is Symbol. So Symbol is a free website that curates high quality math tasks for grades K through six from independent creators and delivers them to you. All of the tasks that are on Symbol, they are freely available on the internet, but it can take hours trying to find the activity that you need. So with Symbol, you simply put in what you're interested in or use the filters based on grade level, topic, or type of resource. And within seconds, you're served up with engaging tasks ready to launch right from within the platform. So let's take a look at that. Head on over to the Symbol website. I'm already logged in again, totally free uh, website here. Now, when you get here, you'll see there's loads and loads and loads and loads of math activities. You can click on any one of these that you want to explore. Or like we said, if you want to, you can narrow it down. Like there's the uh, grade levels here. So again, K through six. So we're looking at K through six mathematics. Click on those to look at just those activities or the type of activity. Or again, you can search for something you're looking for or just use these different concepts content dropdowns if you want to narrow it down to a particular topic or content that you are exploring. Um, now, let's go ahead and just pick one as an example here. I'm going to go with the slow reveal graph example here for trick or treat. This one is for grades three through six and deals with data. I've actually talked about slow reveal graphs before in some of the EdTech links of the week. I love this site. I think it's a fantastic website uh, and they're one of the contributors to the symbol uh, website. So if we give a click on that, basically it's going to pull up that resource for us, that activity so we can use it. What we're going to see here is a section called launch, which is where we can launch the activity. There's also a learn section where we can learn more about how the activity works and a more like this where we can see other ones that they have contributed there. So like if I wanted to launch this, basically I now have the slideshow here. I can take it full screen if I want, but I'll just go ahead and you know start working through it. Also, I could turn on the speaker notes, which in this case would be helpful because the way Slow Reveal Graphs works, it's very helpful to have the speaker notes to go along with it. And basically in a case like this, I would display this full screen for the students. And the way this activity works is you show the students a graph over a period of time as it gets filled in, having them answer questions as you go. So like in this first one, it's very simple questions like, what do you notice? What do you wonder? You know, does it seem strange that we're missing a bar in the middle? What might that mean? You know, and then if we move on to the uh, next slide in the slideshow, you see it fills in the, uh, the horizontal axis with uh, candy bars. Excellent. And so now we've got more questions for the students. So, okay, you know, what got added? How does that change your thinking? What about this missing bar where the Snickers is at? Uh, how tall do you think that might be based upon the other data that you see here? And you get the idea. We basically keep revealing more and more of the chart as we go. Now we've got the Snickers filled in. Then next we get the actual title and a description of the vertical axis, which is the sales in millions of candy bars uh, in uh, 2013. And again, we could still ask more questions like, well, you know, how many 
how many millions do we think each one of these are? And of course, if you go further, then even that gets filled in. So that's the idea of how slow reveal graphs works. But the idea is that symbol is just an easy way to find these high quality math resources, whether it's slow reveal graphs or math flips or three act math or on and on and on down the line. So many great resources that again, you could find these out on the internet, but they've all been pulled together in one convenient place to find and also to learn about these other great math sites. So if you are an elementary math teacher, K through six, great site to go to get wonderful interactive math resources for free. That is Symbol. And next up, we have Bionify. So uh, bionic reading has been a popular technique for several years where the beginning part of a word gets bolded to help the reader focus on the start of the word when they're reading text. Now, Bionify is a free extension that does this. It converts website text into the bionic reading format. Uh, once you have the extension installed, you just click on it. Then you click on the toggle Bionify button to turn it on or off. And it also does have a um, button to click to enable auto apply so that it automatically just gets applied to any and all websites that you go to. Well, let's take a quick look at this. So if you head on over to the Bionify website, you can learn more about it, as well as get a link to go to the Chrome Web Store. And then from the Chrome Web Store, you can install the extension. I do have this already installed. Uh, so uh, if you look up in the top right hand corner, there is my Bionify extension there already installed. So how does it work? So basically, let's say we head on over to a website like Dogo News. And let's say we want to be reading this particular article here. Now, the reason I thought of this recently, uh, I did get an email from somebody saying, hey, Eric, I've got a student who's struggling with reading. And it's a situation where they're skipping over the initial letter or letters in the word. They're jumping part way into the word and they're getting caught up on that. That's what they're seeing. And they're not pronouncing the word right. They're not starting with the beginning. They said, do you know of any tool that emphasizes the beginning letters of the word. So they focus on that. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> bionic reading. I remember this from years ago. So basically, let's say we're here on this uh, article. If I simply come up to the Bionify uh, icon, I just click on toggle and there we go. As simple as that, notice what it did. It's very basic. It basically just bolds the beginning of the words. And so now as you're looking through, it's giving the student a spot to take hold of. They can see the start of the word and it helps them to be able to know where to begin as they are moving from word to word to word. And if that is something that a student struggles with, what a wonderful option to have a tool as simple as this that's going to help them be able to easily, quickly identify where the words begin and then know that that's the letters they need to start with. Now, if you want to, you can go up to Bionify and you can adjust things. There's some adjustments here so you can change, you know, the, the bolding and, you know, how far into the word does it bold and so forth. So there are options there to adjust if you want. And there's the auto apply if you just want it to always be on. So no matter what website you go to, it just automatically turns on. Uh, otherwise, you just use the toggle button to toggle it off and back on as needed. So again, that's Bionify. If you do have a student who may be uh, struggling with uh, reading, this is something that is at least worth a try to see if this gives some assistance to them. And it's a totally free tool, 100% free uh, for you to use. Great stuff.
All right, next up we have MusicFX. So MusicFX is an experimental AI technology from Google that allows you to generate your own music. You simply type in a text prompt describing the music that you want, and MusicFX will generate samples of that music and give you options to fine tune your prompt if desired. The AI generated music can be set to various lengths or it can be looped for an endless song. And of course you can download or share the music created. All right, let's take a look at how this works. So here's the website, and here's where we're going to put in our prompt. Now, you can go with the ones they've already suggested here, or you can click the I'm feeling lucky option if you want to uh, get a randomly generated one. But I'm just going to go ahead and paste in uh, indie folk music that is relaxing but sad and thoughtful, and then click on the generate button there. Uh, anybody who knows me knows, yeah, that's... That's pretty much what I listen to. <laughs> so that is that is pretty accurate there. All right, and once that is generated, we see we get two different versions of that. Let's go ahead and play the first one. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty accurate. And <laughs> we'll move on over to the second one. Again, pretty, pretty good representation there. Now, we can make some adjustments here. Uh, we do have the option to come down here and go into our settings where we can change the uh, track length, uh, 30 seconds, 50 seconds, or 70 seconds. We can also add uh, uh, looping, so it just becomes a, an infinite loop song as well. And of course, we can click download to download uh, the music that was generated. Um, or if we wanted to make some changes, that's okay. We can come over here and they actually uh, will take your prompt and turn it into some drop downs. So like I said, you know, indie, I can switch to country pop rock or folk music. I can go with classical jazz hip hop. We've got relaxing or sad or thoughtful. And each one of these, I can pick a, a different uh, adjective if I want to uh, change that and then, you know, regenerate or just start over from scratch as well. So this is a neat way. Uh, we talk a lot about AI tools that are, you know, text generating tools that will create, you know, a poem or a story or something. Well, this is a text to music generator where we can describe the music that we want, get that generated, and of course, use that, whether it's, uh, you know, an intro to a podcast or music to go along with a writing prompt or whatever uh, interest you might have in creating music. This is a neat way to play along with that and see what you can generate. So if you haven't checked it out yet, do so. Uh, music FX from Google. All right, so that wraps up the links from around the internet. Now let's switch to posts and updates from my blog. So first up from my blog, we have a recent post on 10 ways to add emojis in Google tools. Uh, so over the years, I have shared lots of ways to use emojis uh, for teaching and learning and creativity. Uh, I've got links in this blog post to a lot of those activities, things like my wintertime rebus story that uses emojis or my uh, uh, drag and drop magnetic poetry like the springtime example here, uh, or using emojis uh, for 
uh, random writing prompt generators, uh, which could be a great way to get students uh, inspired to write, uh, or using emojis for uh, math um, addition and subtraction, for example. So a lot of neat ways to use them. One question that I do get from time to time, though, is how do you add emojis into a document or a slideshow or a spreadsheet or whatever the case might be? Uh, and so what I did was a blog post where I explored 10 different ways that you and your students can add emojis to Google tools. Uh, we'll go down through the list real quick. We won't dive into every one, but just uh, kind of mention them. Uh, so it can be things as simple as using the emoji menu that's built right into uh, Google Docs. So if I'm in a, a Google document, I can say insert emoji and that'll pop up the emoji menu where I can you know, scroll through, find an emoji that I want to add there uh, and then go ahead and add that in. Nice and simple there, excellent. Uh, we've also got things like the insert special characters menu that's in docs and slides and drawings where you can do a similar thing but you can also draw a picture of the emoji if that is an easier way to find it you can't find it any other way which is nice uh, there's also the ability to insert emojis with the at menu uh, just basically type in uh, the uh, at symbol followed by the thing that you're wanting it to give you emojis for so for example if i were to type in um, you know at and then dog if i start typing that in you'll see that it's going to come up with some dog options here and I could choose one of those uh, to replace it. Uh, other options, um, inserting with voice typing. This one's kind of neat. So if you're used to the voice typing tool, that's where you dictate to your document and it types up for you. You can do that for emojis too. You just have to say um, the name of the emoji followed by the word emoji, like I have a dog emoji. I'll show you what I mean. So if I come over here uh, and I say uh, tools and voice typing and we go ahead and uh, turn that on, I have a dog emoji. And you can see that it took that emoji, as I said it, and converted the uh, dog into that. So pretty cool. Um, if you're on a Chromebook, there's a shortcut you can do, the search key, the shift key, and the space bar. That will pull up an emoji picker on a Chromebook. Also, if you're on a Chromebook, you can turn on the uh, Chrome OS keyboard, the on-screen keyboard. So if you turn that on, you get the on-screen keyboard turned on. There's actually an emoji button on there, and that gives you access to all of your emojis there. So that's nice. If you're on a Windows device, um, you can also pull up the uh, emoji uh, picker with the Windows key and the period key. That'll pop that up for you, which is nice. Uh, another way to insert emojis is to use add-ons inside of Docs. Um, there's a bunch of them. I've been really happy with CloudFort emojis. I think this has uh, been a really nice one. I've got a link here so you can install that add-on if you would like to. I'll pop over here and show you what I mean. If I go to my extensions and I go down into my add-ons, you'll see cloud fort emojis i've already got it installed but if i click on start it'll pop that open it just gives me a nice emoji panel on the side that's really simple and easy to use i can just you know scroll through all the emojis or search or jump into the different categories here and once i find something you know that i, I want to add i can just go ahead and give a click on it and it will uh, add it right into the document for me there so it works works really well uh, nice nice uh, add-on uh, another option is to copy emojis from emoji websites um, I use Emoji Copy, Emojipedia. I'd say I use Emoji Copy most often. If I pop over there, I can again just browse through all the different emojis or I can, you know, type in something. So if I was looking for like a light bulb, I could type in bulb, 
click on it, it brings it up, click copy, pop back over here. And now of course I could just uh, paste that in and there's that emoji. Sometimes I find it easier just to search there. Might be a little bit you know, easier to see what you're looking at. So I do that. And then the last option, uh, using Chrome extensions. Again, there's a bunch of emoji extensions. I've been pretty happy with Emoji Keyboard by JoyPixels. Uh, that one seems to work really well. I've got a link here for you to install it. I do have it installed already. So if I come up here and click on that particular extension, uh, again, I get you know a list of all the emojis and I can do all the normal things, search or browse through the categories or go into my recents or whatever the case might be. And again, once I find you know something that I like there, I can just give a click on it. And what it does is it copies it. You still do need to paste it. So I need to come over here and paste that in, but it copies it for me. So that's 10 different ways <laughs> that you can add emojis to your documents, your slideshows, your spreadsheets, your drawings, lots and lots of options there. Um, a great way to um, do some really fun creative activities and do check those out at the top of the blog post. I put links into a lot of my emoji related activities, uh, but hopefully this will give you some even easier ways to be able to accomplish those activities and many more. And the uh, second thing I wanted to share from my blog was an update to my one word of the year template. Uh, I updated that for 2024 uh, with the new year here. A popular activity is to pick a word for the year that is your goal or focus for the year. And there's lots of ways uh, to show that the word that you choose. But one fun option is to use uh, what I call a Google Slides uh, photo word. Um, and uh, this is an activity I created a while back where you put an image inside of a word in Google Slides. Um, and to make this process as easy as possible, I do have this template for the one word for 2024 activity. Uh, that template also includes a link to the original blog post and the tutorial video that takes you through uh, step by step. We'll take a quick look at this, but I would encourage you to uh, check out the blog post and check out the tutorial video to get all of the details there. Uh, over on the blog post, uh, again, this was back from last year, uh, you will see uh, both the uh, short video and the very <laughs> long version of that I did in advanced webinar as well. And then lots of examples of these, you know, including like for last year, I used the word focus as a word of the year, but you can see lots of things you can do with photo words. You know, it's basically putting pictures inside of a word, like, you know, putting your picture inside of your name um, or representing a state or or in this case, a word like sunset or dive or hamburger or things like that. So there's a lot of really neat things you can do with it. Um, but one of the things that uh, is good this time of year certainly is the whole one word of the year. So I do have a link here to my one word template. I know this picture here shows the one from last year, but I have updated the template. It is for uh, 2024 now. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and uh, take it for a spin and show you how it would work. So basically you're gonna make a copy of that template there. Um, and I've got the link, of course, in uh, the uh, the uh, notes uh, for this uh, episode as well. Uh, but if you uh, do get a copy of that, uh, you're gonna find that you've got a, a slide that is waiting for you to put your own word in there. And the real quick, real simple version of this is basically you're going to double click on that. That's just um, some uh, word art. And I don't know, let's say maybe your word this year is the word rest. Maybe you're needing to take it a little bit more easy and give yourself a little bit of a rest so you could go ahead and put in what your word for the year is going to be. Excellent. And then after you've done that, you need to add a picture. 
Um, and that picture is basically going to get put behind the word, but we do need an image. So I'd go like insert image and search the web. Um, and let's say that I'm looking for a hammock, like I just want to, you know, be resting. And so I find a picture of a hammock. Uh, that one looks fine there. We'll go ahead and insert that image. And then once the image gets put in there, it's a matter of, you know, resizing it and cropping it and all that. I, again, I won't go into all the details right now, but I'll just do a real quick version of this. So it's like, you know, cropping the image so that it, you make sure it actually does fit properly uh, um, over the word. So I might need to make that just a little bit bigger so that it uh, fits properly over over the word there. And then after you've done that, it's a matter of pushing the picture behind the uh, the word. And you do that with the arrange menu. You can go to order and you can say send to back and that pushes it in the background there. If you need to make some adjustments, you still can. You know, I could uh, move it up or down or around. Looks like I might need to uh, crop it a little bit more uh, still. Bring that down just a, a little bit more there. Uh, but that looks pretty good. So now I've got the picture behind the word. Word. The last step typically is just to make the box um, disappear by making it the same color as the background. So if I click on the word art, I could say, let's fill it in with white and let's make the uh, border white as well. And there we go, it kind of all just blends in and now you've got your word of the year that you can download or share or do whatever you want with. So if you're doing those kind of activities, um, this is an oldie but a goodie, a great way to be able to uh, do a creative representation of your word of the year. And of course, do lots of other stuff with this. So certainly you can take this idea and like we said, apply it to vocabulary words or you know autobiographical content or anything like that, as well as your word of the year. Awesome stuff. And those are the links from this week. If you have questions, comments, or resources to share, please connect with me. You can go to bit.ly slash CAA connect for links to my email, blog, social media, YouTube, newsletter, discussion group, Facebook group, and more. And of course, Make sure to head over to bit.ly slash CAA links to access the resources from this episode, as well as all of the previous weeks and the weeks to come. Until next time, thanks and take care.